2: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Congratulations. You're not being stupid right now. You've made a very smart decision. Tuning into ESPN Radio at the moment, it's Canty and Carlin, 3 to 7 Eastern. You're on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80. I'm Drew Carter. He's Aaron Goldhammer. Filling in for the guys. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Drudel25. That's L E two five. He's at hammernation nineteen. Please do not tweet at Aaron Goldhammer with one M. That is Goldie's childhood friend who's now in what, public policy,
3: Goldie? <laughs> yeah, I think he has some sort of position in civic government. But yes. what's happening a lot today is that angry Cavs fans are tweeting at him their NBA takes and angry people in Denver about like the hail damage on things. <laughs> In recent storms and stuff are actually tweeting at me. So please get it right. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with two M's. He's Aaron Goldhammer with one M. You don't want to sign either of us to your basketball team at (laughs) any point after the six uh, o'clock start of free agency.
2: That's right. So if you have thoughts on the show, it's at Hammer Nation 19. If your snow plows aren't working in the streets of Denver, it's at Aaron Goldhammer with one M. But Hammer just mentioned it there. Big news today is NBA free agency starts in under three hours. So we've got our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the NBA, which is easily the most dramatic league in professional sports. Case in point, James Harden has now requested his Record breaking third trade in the last five years or so. He wants out of Philly. He's opting in on about a 35.6 million player option for one year and working with the team on making a trade. So, throughout the show, we will discuss James Harden. We'll go out to Philly in about five minutes to chat with an insider from the Sixers. We're also going to ask you a couple questions and we want you to join the show. One triple eight. Say ESPN is the number. That's 888 729 3776. Hit us up because we've got some questions. Number one, what NBA fan base outside of Denver, outside of Aaron Goldhammer with 1M's jurisdiction, actually feels good about their future? I think it's the Nuggets, the Spurs, obviously, and after that, I don't really know. So we'll talk about that as we enter free agency again at 6 Eastern time is when it starts. Also, with free agency on the mind, which franchise in the big four professional sports leagues in North America would you least... Want to play for? What you least want to play for? We're slandering cities and towns today, Goldie.
3: Well, look, to me, it would be less about the city and more about the organization that would just scare me away. But there definitely is a list of very nondescript baseball teams that I probably would rather do my job here than make millions of dollars and go there. So I'm really interested to see where that turns out at 888 espn Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Um, specifically to Harden. Okay. I, I I am confused. I know that people think James Harden is a big name and still a great player, but I'm sort of at the point now with him where I think he's one of the most overrated players in sports. Drew, I don't. Everybody wants to lead with this as the big story for free agency. But I don't know. As often as he was scoring 45 and putting up great numbers in that series against the Celtics, he totally no showed in game six and game seven.
2: You know, I actually think James Harden has become so uh, underrated because everyone says the same thing. He's overrated. He, he's like the reverse Joe Johnson. Remember when Joe Johnson was on the Hawks and every single person said, you know, that Joe Johnson's the most underrated player in the NBA? To the mm-hmm. point where he actually became, I think, a little overrated. James Harden led the NBA in assists last year. I know he he was a ghost in games six and seven against Boston, but don't forget what he did in games one and four. I mean, he made clutch shots. He had a 40-point triple-double in there. Like James Harden, I think, still has a lot of gas in the tank. Do I think that he and Joel Embiid will lead the Sixers to a championship? No. So maybe it's time for them to make a change. But it's not addition by subtraction if they just lose James Harden.
3: So wait, so I think James Harden is overrated. You're making the case that he's underrated? Because so many people, hammer say that he's overrated. Middle, he's maybe properly rated. I just don't think <laughs> people are rated. acting. I, I'm, I'm watching, I got the TV on here in the room, and I'm watching You know, Richard Jefferson and Adrian Wojnarowski and all of our teammates get ready for the start of free agency, and they are talking about James Harden. like the future of the nba is in question which team (laughs) trades for him i will make you a guarantee and a promise whatever team trades for james harden is going to regret it come playoff time and i don't care whether he leads the league in assists or not what he does in january doesn't matter he's proven to be a guy that demands the most trades uh doesn't show up in big games is in questionable shape at times, quits on his team. I don't know why any fan base would get excited. Oh, yeah, I, I'm all fired up about rooting for James Harden this year? Like, oh, man. I just think that so many
2: people feel that way, Hammer, that it's it's become too en vogue. Like, James Harden... All right, let's, let's do this. If you had to put together a list of the top 50 players in the NBA, would James yeah. Harden be on it?
3: Yes. So...
2: He, that, to say that he is is not valuable or any team's going to regret it if they trade
3: for him i just don't think that's entirely true i mean just because he's one of the top 50 players in the league doesn't mean do i think he's one of the 50 most valuable players in the league when you consider his contract i don't so maybe that's where you and i don't his contract is I, one year hammer one well, but, year and the salary but, 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 cap is astronomical hold hold, drew why is he opting in And demanding to be traded. It's because he and Philly couldn't agree on a number. And he obviously wants Philly to pay him like $50 million a year for the next four years when he's going to be 36 and 37 years old. And he definitely wants that money. And Philly definitely drew the line and said, we are not doing that. And that's why he's demanding this trade in the first place. It's not the $35.6 million that I'm necessarily worried about. It's about the contract that he is going to be expecting moving past that. And I don't think anybody is willing to necessarily give him, even if it is a place that he ends up being traded.
2: This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Drew Carter. The weird thing about it is it, it seemed like James Harden and Daryl Morey were perfect for each other, right? Yeah. They're the they're the two kids nobody wants to date in high school and they end up with each other and it yeah. just it seems like a perfect marriage and they're going to be sweethearts forever. Daryl Moore was hugging this guy on the tarmac when the Sixers traded for him. It's Man. amazing how quickly that soured, but Daryl Morey he's cutthroat, fast. dude. He's yeah. cu- he it's a Belichickian move from him because that's been his guy. I'm looking at Daryl Morey's face on NBA today right now, by the way, on ESPN-TV. Daryl yeah. Morey has become as big a player in this as really anyone in free agency because I don't think he's going to want to ship James Harden off and not get a
3: star in return. I agree, and I think he's the one GM that would sit and wait and sit and wait yes. until the perfect situation comes up. Remember, Harden opted in. So is there any part of Daryl Morey that would say, okay, thanks, James. We'll see you in September. Enjoy you know, looking forward to seeing you at training camp. <laughs> Uh, And and then I'm sure, look, if Harden showed up, he'd show up out of shape. We've been through this. We've been down this road before. Yeah, right. (laughs) My wife calls him James Olive Harden for a reason, because she saw him in the middle of one of those. Olive (laughs) Harden. She said He's gained so much weight. Where's he eating, James Olive Harden?
2: Um, Breadsticks for days.
3: (laughs) That's right. Uh, Unlimited, I think, actually. But, you know, so I think that I don't. Think he'll ever play a game in, in Philly ever again is what I'm trying to actually verbalize, but I think your point about how this might drag out, I think that is possible because I don't think Daryl Morey will just give him away for fifty cents on the dollar just to get this over with at this point in the process.
2: That's the same thing he did with Ben Simmons. He waited it out and he got the trade he wanted ultimately. Here's James Harden, and now he wants to be on the way out as well. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Join the show, one say espn That's 888-729-3776. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Drew Carter. And now let's go to the phone lines and head out to Philadelphia and say hello to Devon Givens, a Sixers insider and the pre- and post-game host for the Sixers on 97.5, The Fanatic. You can find him on Twitter, at DevonG975. Devon, thanks for joining the show. Let's start with the debate Goldie and I were just having. Do you think James Harden is overrated, underrated, or properly rated? This is just a beautiful sports radio segment we're doing here.
0: <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a perfect question. I think he's, I think he's uh, perfectly rated because I think he's in the middle of both where oftentimes we look at him and we see those statistics that he puts up and, of course, me watching all 82 games and the time that he has been here for a year and a half, and you see the brilliance of who he is and, the, of course, what he has done as a point guard, the best that Joel Embiid has ever had. And you can look at him and say where he is, uh, underrated for what he does as well. So I would say he's properly rated, but sometimes it can lean more one way or the other where those tend to be wrong on each side.
3: What have Sixer fans, what's their reaction been to the news that came down yesterday?
0: Surprised, because most Sixer fans felt that he would at least opt out with the intent of signing a new deal. Here in Philadelphia, whether it was three years, two years with a plus one, somewhere in that range, no Sixer fan, I could tell you both, Drew and Aaron, neither, n- n- no fans wanted him to get a four year extension at any kind of max money, anywhere close to that, after even the good games that they had seen all season long into the Boston series, because of what we also saw in game six and seven, game three, where he underperformed, which takes us back to the initial question of Drew asking, where is he rated? So, Right now, Sixers fans are surprised based on the news, especially when you start to hear some of the reports out there of what could possibly be the return for someone who is such a talent like James Harden.
2: Chatting with Devon Givens, Sixers insider and pre- and post-game host at 97.5 The Fanatic in Philly on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Devon, I'm curious how we got here because it feels like in in 12 hours this shifted dramatically from – the, the Harden, Philly, Maury marriage going smoothly, and we thought he'd be there long-term, and now here we are where he's working on a trade. What changed, and why do you think Harden wants out now?
0: I think what changed is the reality of James Harden figuring out with his agents that he hired a few months back working without an agent for the last five years that he wasn't going to get what he thought he was worth on the open market. That's where the Houston Rockets possibly came into play in terms of drumming up some interest, some of the other teams that we have heard from Phoenix also to maybe even going all the way out to LA with the Lakers where we had heard a report about that in the past. And I think that's where it really changed. And as we, as I said to you both earlier, that's where Sixer fans of course did not want to see him get that type of return. And he finally came to the realization, in my opinion, and just based on what, you know, what we've heard here is that he wasn't getting the return that he thought he was worth. And Sixers, uh, Thing Simply, we were not looking to do anything long-term. So I think that's where it started going all the way back to last summer where he signed the one-plus-one, having an opportunity to give them a chance to do the things that they did with P.J. Tucker, Daniel House Jr., trading for DeAnthony Melton, making sure that they stayed in championship contention, but also with the mindset of Daryl Moore knows James Harden better than anyone in the NBA, So this shouldn't have been much of a surprise to him and maybe even some of the people in the front office, but for the outsiders, like ourselves, even whatever information we are capable of getting, he should have known that this was a possibility. Because again, all we really talked about is, okay, if it's Houston, it's a sign and treat. If he opts out and he's staying in Philadelphia, three years max and we'll figure out the numbers from there. But that's how we've gotten here where I think things changed along the way where he realized the market, wasn't exactly what he wanted, and the Sixers were also basically bidding against themselves, and they weren't going to lean over and tip the scale into the direction that he wanted it to be. Daryl Morey has always talked about it. I heard you guys mention about holding Ben Simmons until he felt like he got the right deal. Yeah. One thing that Daryl Morey has said, which is we're going to do what's best for the organization.
3: Uh, what do you think Joel Embiid's thinking?
0: <laughs> if we don't get this right. Next year, I might be making my own request. And, and that's what, that, you know, because, I mean, how many times? Now, look, he is the common denominator in all of this, from Ben Simmons to Brett Brown, Doc Rivers, and now mm-hmm. even in this case, James Harden. I'll leave the Jimmy Butler piece out because they did want to stay together. That was more of a Simmons-Brown piece with Jimmy Butler. But I, I think that, again, as much as Joel Embiid loves it here, he loves the fans, the fans love him back. They're a little disappointed in how things ended during the playoffs and have shared that with him and Sixers uh, personnel overall. But I, I think that he is closely monitoring what is happening because, he, guys, how many years does he really has at, at, at this level, at MVP-type level? Yep. I would say about two to three years. You have another coach now trying to figure out how to make it easier on him. In my opinion, fellas, I don't think he now has to be in that 30-point range Hopefully this is something that can drop down maybe to that 27, 28 range, pick up the rebounding, continue to defend, improve his passing. But you also need the players around you. And is Tyrese Maxey to make that, ready to make that next jump from potential uh, star level player to actual star player with the exit of possibly James Harden moving on? So there are a lot of questions there with that. And I, I think that's what, I think Joel, Joel Embiid is a smart person, smart guy. And he is pretty quiet, even though all the social media things that we see, he's pretty quiet. He sits back and he monitors and sees what's happening. And uh, I, I bet you – I could bet you basically that he is monitoring this and if things don't go the way he feels they should and things start to look like it's going in the opposite direction. If he's really wanting to win a championship like he says he does, then yeah. at some point it, you would expect him to ask out.
3: I just wonder – I mean, if you're the Sixers and Harden leaves, depending on what you get back, I mean, there might come a time sooner rather than later where trading Embiid makes sense for the Sixers because one more injury for Embiid and his value is going to be crushed. I mean, his value now is probably at an all-time high. I know nobody in Philly wants to hear this, but this Harden thing, what do you make of it? It, Is there a chance that it's just the start of them wanting to rebuild?
0: Well, you know, Aaron, and that's one thing, that, as you said, you may Sixer fans may not want to hear it. I'll tell you just from experience on my show, speaking to people every night, uh, there are plenty of Sixer fans who are also ready to go in that direction. And I huh. feel like that he is at his highest level in terms of getting, as you just mentioned, the best possible return for him coming off an MVP season. Three years in a row, being in the top two, winning one this past year where he has that good grace around the league, where his value might just be in that place. There are plenty of Sixth fans that feel that way, but you're right. That's Daryl Morey's job, to figure out that, hey, if this is not working, he doesn't have a no-trade clause. And this is a situation, sure, where he is ingrained in the city, and as I talked about, there are a majority of fans that like him more than they don't. And I would say a heavy majority that like him way more than the fans that don't. But they're also realists, where they want to win. And we've seen now six years of playoffs that haven't resulted past the second round, and some of that he has his fingerprints on, of course. So, yeah, it, it's there already, and if the Sixers were to do that, we've discussed that plenty of times where that is a real possibility from either side of, of deciding whether it's the start of next year or, or the summer, or, as you just mentioned, Aaron, somewhere during the off season before the regular season gets underway in October that things shift dramatically in that way.
2: All right, Devon, do me a favor. Next time someone calls into your show and says the Sixers should trade Embiid, ask them what substances they're consuming and send some my way, please, because that, that is absolute insanity.
0: Trading Joel Embiid? true. That's, that's I tell nuts. you, when, when they call the show, you have no idea how many debates I have uh, with, that, with that specific topic of, yeah, I'm not doing that yet. I'm not ready to go in that direction yet. As long as he's here. And yes, Denver looked great. You have things fall a certain way where Giannis and Milwaukee get knocked off. Sixers have Boston on the ropes, three two on their home floor. I try to remind them these things that yes, those things fell in your favor, but you were also good too. You're a top three team in the NBA record-wise in front of any Western Conference team. That they were still very, very good. They got tight at the end of game six, did not win that game, and it's unfortunate and it's something for us to complain about all all season as they try to figure out what this new iteration is going to look like if James Harden leaves. But I'm with you, Drew, that, hey, you know, guys, let's, let's not go there. And there, there are some people that I, I do know that really feel that way strongly about moving on from Embiid.
2: All right, well, the good news for you, Devon, is it gives you plenty to talk about this offseason. Congratulations, my friend. You're officially on James Harden Watch. It's the most the most fun topic in sports media is being on James Harden Trade Watch. So that's what Devon Gibbons You're will You're not be the first
3: media member and <laughs> you yeah. won't be the last, exactly. Drew, that's on James Harden Watch either.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. At a certain point, at a certain point, every single NBA market will have been on James Harden trade watch. Uh, he's Devon Givens, <laughs> Sixers insider, pre- and post-game host on 97.5 The Fanatic. Find him on Twitter, at G 975 That's D-E-V-O-N-G 975. Devon, thank you, my friend. you the
0: best. Have a great weekend. Thank you.
2: All right, that's Devon Givens covering the Sixers, and now good luck to him covering this James Harden melodrama. Uh Callers, we've got you. Hang on, Billy in Houston and Ram fan Doug, we want to hear from you at one triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Who would you not want to play for of any of the big four franchises in North American sports? Hold on one second, we're gonna to get to you after the break. We will hear your thoughts next. This is Cantian Carlin on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Doug Brown in the update with two shots directly to my heart. Blake Wheeler is a Wyzetta High School alum, my same high school in the West Metro area of Minnesota, and I cover Trendon Watford in high school in Birmingham, Alabama. Both guys released today. That stinks.
3: Are, Hammer, you you, me, are, you you are you looking just, to me? Are you looking to me because you want head? me to have a take on just these guys? I have, head. I have nothing Maybe to add. Some, some I'm ready cons- to go at it with you on whether the Sixers should trade Joel Embiid, and, and you're talking to me about obscure Minnesota high schools. I don't know. All right. <laughs> all
2: right, that that snarky voice is Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Drew Carter, filling in today on Canty and Carlin. We want to hear from you. One eight 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 say ESPN. That's one triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Of course, talking about James Harden, his future, Philadelphia's future. Should they trade Joel Embiid? We're going to get to that later on in the show. But right now, let's go out to the phone lines, and let's check in first with Ram Fan Doug, who's got some thoughts on the Sixers' future. Doug, how's it going? What you got?
0: Well, you know, I'm living in Hawaii, so it's tough.
2: Oh, nice. Nice. Sounds tough.
0: Listen, I'm, I'm wondering, what do you guys think about, uh, even though I'm a big Laker fan as well as a Ram uh, fan, what do you think about Dennis Schroeder, moving over to the Sixers, and possibly, which I think would work for my Lakers, get James Harden. What do you think about that?
2: (sighs) Doug, I don't know if if that's what you want, necessarily. I mean, James Harden to the Lakers? For Dennis Schroeder? It's kind of throwing a grenade into the the system, which is actually working okay. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about which NBA fan bases are are excited about the future, because I don't think there are that many. Yeah. The Lakers seem like they should be one of them. I mean, they were pretty close last year.
3: You know, they got so much better as the year went on, but I think they got some breaks to get as far as they did, and when they ran up against the Nuggets, I mean, that, w- that was not even a series. That was not even a contest. But those four games were
2: kind of close. To be fair. It was a sweep.
3: All right, so it was one of the closer sweeps (laughs) in NBA history. I was encouraged after we got swept because a couple of the games were close. Uh, I don't think James Harden is going to end up on the Lakers. I don't even want to go into the machinations of how that trade would even look or work under the salary cap. How they could try to make the salaries match. But I also cannot imagine that LeBron would want to play with James Harden. I mean, I just think he's savvy enough that that's not what he would want. And I think the Lakers... You know, are are trying to focus on keeping some of the depth aspects of their team that really helped them. In you know, they want to keep Austin Reeves. They don't want to trade Austin. They want to find a way to keep Austin Reeves. They want to, you know, they got to figure out their point guard situation. Uh, But I don't think James Harden is the answer to anything for that LA team. Now, the other LA team, the Clippers, I could see them taking the big swing and trying to make something for James Harden work.
2: Oh, of course. I mean, the Clippers make total sense. And you know why it makes sense? It's because it doesn't make sense. And therefore, the Clippers will probably do it. Uh, This is the the franchise that, for the longest time, has been the little brother in that city. And the the key wrinkle is the Clippers move into a brand new arena next year. And so this is star insurance for their two stars who don't like to play basketball, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, bringing in James Harden. At least he plays! He might be out of shape. He might not show up in the playoffs, but at least he's on the floor. So maybe
3: that's what the Clips do. The difference between him and Kawhi, Kawhi doesn't even bother showing up to the arena. James Harden's body shows up to the arena. It just (laughs) has no competitive competitive spirit in it when it it gets there.
2: I think a very fun hypothetical trade Mm. would be straight up James Harden for Kawhi Leonard.
3: Who says no? Uh, I think the Clippers say no. I don't know why the Clippers feel like that would get them any closer than they already are. And I think their focus has to be on, you know, how do we handle Kawhi so that he stays healthy and not on trading Kawhi for a guy who's clearly not as good as Kawhi. I think the Clippers would have to say no to that.
2: Well, Hammer, I I hear what you're saying, and that's my initial instinct, too, is I'm not trading Kawhi for James Harden. But I feel like we're sort of in a the devil you don't know is better than the devil you do situation here. Because Kawhi Leonard, the idea of him is so alluring. It's so sexy. He's played less than half of the possible games in the regular season in the last four years since they traded for him. And he's so aloof
3: and so odd and such an odd team fit. But, you know, he's been a Finals MVP before. And, like, the two healthy playoff games he played this past year against the Suns in that first-round series, he was spectacular. And then the inevitable happened. Okay, well... Maybe we need to just fire our orthopedic surgeon or something and hire a new one. Or, you know, if if somehow you got lucky and got him healthy for a couple of weeks during the playoffs, I trust Kawhi still as a player much more than I do James Harden. And so I got to think about the ceiling of the guy. I mean, the best Harden you're going to get is the occasional 40 point playoff game. You know, Kawhi in a playoff series could average 40 and play really good defense, which Harden is not going to do.
2: The fact that you just said you trust James Harden much more than any player in the NBA tells you all you need to know about Kawhi Leonard. Because James Harden is probably about the least trustworthy player there is in the league right now. Just, I mean, on the heels of him making his third trade request in the or, NBA. Or, or,
3: or the other free agent we're going to talk about for the next four hours, you know, who also isn't. There's a reason why these guys have hit free agency. This is starting to feel like the NFL. It used to be, Drew, the free agent was LeBron. Like, the best player in the world was available in free agency. Now, anybody who's anybody, if you want to switch teams, man, you just demand a trade. Like, you yeah. don't even get to you got to be you got to have some serious injury questions or problems or, you know, you're a real role player. That's what NBA free agency has become more.
2: Yeah, it's like the, the transfer portal. I saw Woj was on ESPN Radio yesterday, and that's how he described it. That's That's what the NBA is. It's, I'm going to put my name in the portal, I'm going to yeah. make the request, and— and yep. I can go wherever I want. This is Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Drew Carter. The number to call the show is one 729 3776 That's one triple eight. say Let's go back to the phone lines, and let's say hello to Michael in Virginia.
3: What's up, Michael? Michael, you've got a question hey, for hey, us, yeah, right?
4: Yes, sir. Uh, it is. Why would anybody in their right mind want to trade for James Harden? Because he's slow, he's lazy, he has no game. And when he does have, a, a let's say, a 40-point game, the next time around, Celtics going to figure out how to guard him. He doesn't know what to do, so he gets lost. There's no way anybody should want, want that guy on their team. He, he's, he's, a, he's a cancer, and he's all about chasing the dollar. That's it.
2: Michael, I tend to want to agree with you. That's also my gut feeling about James Harden. But this is why I say he's become underrated. James Harden... For as frustrating as he is to watch, it's just an NBA fan, not even a Sixers fan or a Rockets fan or a Nets fan or a Thunder fan or insert team here fan, whoever he plays for next. Yeah. Just as an NBA fan, he's frustrating. But to say he has no game, that's crazy. That's not true. He led the NBA in assists last year, and his usage rate has gone way down from when he was in Houston. He's not the same player he was for the Rockets in good and bad ways. He doesn't command the ball as much as he used to.
3: Drew, if you're counting on him to, like, be your best guy or you need him to score, you need him down the stretch in game six, you're going to be disappointed. If yes. you could find him to be your starting point guard and the third or fourth best guy on a team, that is a phenomenal fit. The the guy that I feel how Michael the caller just said, what well, Michael, that... That's how I feel about Kyrie Irving. I yeah. wouldn't touch Kyrie on my organization, my basketball team, my business. I wouldn't want him endorsing my, my club. I wouldn't want him anywhere near <laughs> my kids. I wouldn't want him anywhere near my synagogue, certainly. That's for dang sure. Oh, like, listen, yes. I just, I that is the guy that I would have no trust in. Uh, so, and, and it's not Harden. There are some fits for James Harden, and we'll get into them that I think could be interesting. Where, you know, it might be a better situation than like it was in Houston where they were leading on him so heavy to be the best player on a championship team, which I don't think he'll ever be.
2: Using the word heavy when it comes to James Harden. I Mm. see what you did there, Hamry. Mm -hmm. Called him James Olive Harden earlier. (laughs) You don't want to lean heavily on James Harden. Hey, Billy in Houston, we know you're waiting. We'll get to you just after this because we want to hear from you. Where in the world, in the big four sports in North America, would you not want to play? We've got free agency on the brain because it opens in just over two hours. at 6 o'clock Eastern time. If you were a free agent in the big four sports, which franchise would you say absolutely not? I'm never signing there. We will answer that question. Go back to the phone lines next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.
1: Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets pizza, better because it has to be.
2: Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The NBA free agency negotiation period officially begins in just over two hours, 6 o'clock Eastern time. And we all know everybody follows the rules, so there's been no tampering, and the floodgates are about no to open.
3: No way. Yeah. Nobody has talked to anybody about yeah. any potential deals at this point. Come on, no. Drew. No you know conversations. pro sports teams. You know agents. They're total yeah. rule followers.
2: Right. No, no tampering, no conversations yet. So with free agency on the mind here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, he's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Drew Carter. We're asking you, if you were a free agent, which team do you not want to play for? This can be NBA, it could be NFL, it could be MLB, it could be NHL. You could even go off the board and give us an MLS franchise, give us a PLL franchise, wherever you don't want to play. That's what we want to know. And let's go to Billy in Houston. You've got an answer for this that I find a little surprising, Billy. What you got?
3: What's up, Billy?
0: What's going on, fellas? Hey, how y'all doing, man? First of all, let me just say, Drew, I agree with you about Harden. He is highly overrated and he's also I think Maury's overrated myself. Um but as far as a franchise that I would never play for is the New York Giants. And I know people are gonna be like, why? But I'm a historian as well when it comes to sports. And one thing I know about the Giants, the Giants have never drafted a black quarterback and started him in the game. They never had a black head coach in their entire history and They signed Daniel Jones instead of signing Barkley, and that alone to tell you that they are not thinking about any success anytime soon.
2: Well, so the New York Giants are off the board for Billy and Houston. And, look, the the Danny Dimes versus Saquon thing, that's a good point, I think. That that makes a lot of sense, I mean, because Saquon Barkley – I know running backs, quarterbacks, we all know which position is more valuable. The worst thing you could do,
3: Drew, in the NFL is to overpay a quarterback, and the second worst thing you could do is pay a running back. So you know what's funny about that situation? I'm not sure I would have wanted to marry either one of those. I think the Giants maxed out with this group last year on what they possibly could be. I'll, I'll say this. They are known as one of the bedrock franchises in sports, like a great team to work for, culturally stable and sound but the last 10 years for the giants ever since tom coughlin left let's just say they haven't hired great people and their coaching has been a question but so now they finally have that maybe you know with uh with all the you know factors lining up here dable and everything lining up and uh and and they're in a much better place
2: it could be worse though i mean you could play for the jets I'd much rather play for the Giants than the Jets, just based on the history. And even though the Jets seem to have the arrow pointing up with mm. Aaron Rodgers, I feel like I feel like the Giants have the arrow pointing up as well because you said that the only name that matters right now in New York, and that's Dable. Mm. Bri- Brian Dable has the Giants going in the right direction. Plus, I mean, if you play for Big Blue, you are beloved by millions of people in New York. Like, think about how popular – Saquon Barkley is in New York think about I I mean Daniel Jones is a little more polarizing but there are millions of Daniel Jones fans out there just because of where he plays
3: yeah but the part of it too I'd love to live in New York again at some point in life and make millions of dollars it's the only way that I do it So the idea of going back and playing for the Giants for me, I mean, would be really appealing because I would just get to be back in the New York area. Um, You know, it's funny when we were talking about doing this, you wanted to do like the team you'd want to sign, but everyone would just go for the team that they root for. Right. You know, because that's the team that you dream of playing for is the team you root for. And I wondered how many people would just go to their arch rival. You know, like the Bronco fans don't want to play for the Chiefs. The Ravens fans don't want to play for the Steelers and vice versa. Or how many are going to bring up the most nondescript franchises in sports? Or, I mean, before a couple of months ago, I would have said, I don't want to play for the Washington Commanders. Like, that would have been top of my list. I don't want to be around that owner. I don't want to be anywhere near that situation. That looks miserable to me.
2: Yeah, not exactly a healthy work environment happening with the Washington Commanders yeah, you're right. Except unless you're from Minnesota, like I am, and have watched ineptitude in frozen tundra for my entire life. Like, if I were a great NBA player, as much as I love the Timberwolves, I ain't playing there. Yeah. Send send me to one of the other 29 franchises.
3: You don't uh, think A. Rod has winning DNA in his? <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
2: Yeah, uh, he's got he's got plenty of DNA, and maybe some that's not from his own natural body, but. Uh, that's a conversation for another day. We, we want to hear from you. one say espn number 1-888-729-3776. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Coming up, Hammer ranks his top five NFL off season additions. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can
4: listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.